Hey guys, Celine here to talk about keys to creating a strong foundation in relationships. I have my handsome husband, Alan Toma, here with me. Hello everybody, Alan Toma here. And I figured it would be a great opportunity to pull him in so we get a second perspective as well. And um, whether you call it a male perspective or just want to hear how different um, views in a partnership could, how it could exist. So we're going to dive right in. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. It's his first podcast, right? First podcast, first recording, but um, I don't think it's any different than the conversations we normally have at home That's on a regular That's basis. True. That's true. Okay, so we're talking about keys to creating a strong foundation. So unnegotiable things that every relationship should have to essentially set them up for facing anything in life. So what would that first key be in your opinion well one big key for me that i've always believed and it's kind of a goal that's never really attainable but it's something you have to chase in a relationship and and the more you chase it the better you get at it and that one thing that i'm talking about is called selflessness and the way i view it and the way i've always viewed it is you have to give selflessly and expect nothing in return from your partner. And it sounds a hell of a lot easier than it actually is in practice. But it's something I strive to do on a daily basis. And sometimes I succeed. Sometimes I fail. But it's the pursuit of it that is a big fundamental for me. I think you're really, really good at it. Like, obviously, there's times where, you know, you can't put my needs first but i think that um it's one of your superpowers well i think i think it's a it's a working process for everybody because everybody has a part of their ego that tends to come out mm -hmm. a part of their pride and um sometimes it's really hard to put aside the things that you feel are really important to you sometimes in life um actually not sometimes everybody has like systems of beliefs in their life that they live by and those belief systems kind of create the rules in which we we exist and which our personalities and our characteristics exist so to be selfless and expect nothing in return sometimes it's looking past those system of beliefs and sometimes in your mind it could look like you're you're not being your truest self when you're being selfless mm -hmm. so it takes it takes a lot of mental control to be to put yourself in a place where you're thinking, you know what, my partner's needs and my partner's beliefs right now in this moment are more important than anything. Mm -hmm. So can you give an example of how, maybe specifically in our relationship, how you've put your needs aside to, you know, be selfless for me? Um, you know, it's, it's tough to pinpoint one specific example but i know that um my my wife selena is mm -hmm. uh she's a night owl and she does the most of her creative work in the evenings i i'm in construction so i tend to get up earlier and do my work um during the daytime when the evening rolls around 
as when I want to spend my quality time with with my wife. But that's not the time that 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 you're looking to spend that quality time because that's when your like creativity is like firing and it's like mm-hmm. going off. And and where I'm trying to like wind down my day and open up a glass of wine and relax with you before bed that's the time when you're like really hitting your stride Mm -hmm. so for me i have to put aside kind of what's important to me and what my belief is of how your day should should start and end to respect your creativity and how it comes to you yeah i I mean i really appreciate that you do that i think that you're respecting something that's important to me even though you know, you're putting aside something that's very important to you, which is quality time with me, right? So, um, but I really appreciate that you do that. So, yeah. what what in your... But I think you're also pretty... I think you're really good at it as well. And I think that it's a quality of yours that's been getting stronger and stronger, just like me, throughout our relationship. And I know there's times where I can almost see it on your face where it's like, Here's this system of belief right now that's coming up. And I really know I really want to do it the way I've always wanted to do it. But I love him so much. And that's more important than anything else is his happiness. Do you remember an example where where you've also done that? Oh, it's all the time. But before I list an example, like I just want to say that, you know, this behavior of putting you first is a new thing for me. And In previous relationships, it's not like I was selfish, but I would say that I was willing to do less um, in the face of an argument, let's say, or in a a space where I wasn't getting what necessarily I wanted at that point in time. I'd really try and nail my point home and, and, you know, essentially dominate the situation. And I was unaware of what I was doing at the time. But in our relationship, I find that it comes more naturally to me to be fully selfless with you because you're worth it. And not to say nobody else is, but you're special. You were worth it for me to adjust and to say, you know what, this isn't just about me. When my husband wins, I win. When he's happy, I'm happy. Totally. When he is feeling fulfilled and empowered, that's going to come back to me anyway. So you know, because of you, I've had a shift in this perspective. And also you've set such a good example for me being so selfless that it almost felt like, you know, I was doing a disservice to this relationship by not following suit. So, you know, you, you have set a really good example, um, you know, for this relationship. So I really appreciate all the praise and and accolades, but I don't know if it's well-deserving. It's been a working process for me, too. Yeah, and and it always is. I mean, we're always going to go up and down, you know, in our relationship. And there's going to be times where I'm super stressed or super tired. And my bandwidth for taking on selfless actions will be smaller. And then you're going to have to be more selfless in those moments. But it's all a a dance that we have to do. And... um, in your opinion, why is this one of the core fundamental pieces to a foundation to help a relationship succeed? Well, if you just look at it in in theory, that imagine you had two people in a relationship that put ego aside, put their belief system aside, and said, all I'm going to do is give selflessly. Give selflessly to my partner. Give them everything they need. Give them the love they need. Give them the communication they need. Mm-hmm. Give them the attention they need. 
and I'm not going to have any expectations. I'm going to take the expectations and throw them out the window. In fact, I'm just going to replace it with gratitude. If you have two people in a relationship and they're achieving that at 100%, really, what can go wrong? Well, I mean, I think that there's going to be some listeners probably having the question in their mind of, okay, so what if I'm giving 100% and my partner isn't? What would you have to say to that? My my answer to that is I've been on that side in this relationship where I felt like I'm giving 100% of selflessness and it wasn't coming back this way. And my answer to that is that there is no there is no definite answer to give about that. But if you're thinking that, it's because your ego is getting in the way. If that thought is coming up and, and you're saying to yourself, well, what if I give 100% and I don't get it back? Then you're not giving selflessly and expecting nothing in return. Yeah, but to what to what extent or to what point can you know you keep giving and giving? Is that not setting someone up for um, becoming not a doormat, but you know what I mean? I'm I'm challenging you on this because mm-hmm. I really feel like some people, um, you know, might be skeptical or see this as rainbows and butterflies type of solution or or suggestion. Totally when it might in application not feel that way because i've had a lot of women come to me and say you know i gave him everything i did everything but did you i agree with that you know but at the same time i think that the reality does exist where there is you know a huge divide between in a relationship between partners and someone is doing substantially more than someone else you know so what what um You know, what do you have to suggest for that point? Well, let me put it this way. If 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 you give selflessly and expect nothing in return, obviously there's going to come a point where you're going to notice that it's very one sided and it's not just one sided in one conversation or two conversations. Mm -hmm. It's a prolonged situation where it's continually one sided now. Tony Robbins has this um, six basic human needs that every human being needs. And when you're in a relationship, I believe it's your obligation to fulfill these six basic human needs. And there's different ones like love uh, and connection. There's variety. There's um, a a few different um, needs that every human being needs. Now, those are are the things that I'm talking about giving selflessly. It's in those categories. It's not just being a doormat when somebody comes in and says, hey, grab me a beer and you go grab him a beer. Mm-hmm. It's more about the fundamentals that you have to give a human being that they need for existence. Now, obviously, you measure it over time and you see what what comes back the other way over time. But it's something you have to invest into wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And without any kind of expectation for you to really see the result. You know what? Not not so, so sorry for cutting you off. But I think in our relationship, you know, as you said in the beginning, you were really giving selflessly. And over time, your behavior, because you committed so, so intensely with that, it adjusted the environment in our relationship. And in a way... It made me feel safer to be vulnerable. It made me feel safer to come forward with selflessness, you know. And I think that in our case, it really helped 
um, dismantle that part for me. There will be some partners that completely take advantage of someone else. And as you said, you know, there is an extent to how you approach that. Um, so I will I will preface this. I'm in full agreement with you. I think that selflessness is absolutely like 100% a foundational ingredient and key to a nice, you know, strong foundation in a relationship. Um, and I think that it can't live on its own. It works in conjunction with another key, which is communication. Absolutely. Uh, but before we jump off to communication, I just wanted to say, just to finish my point, is that it, you also have to have the right partner. Because you yeah. can give selflessly and expect nothing in return to the wrong partner. Right. And it won't work. But when you have the right partner, they will always come around. Even if they're not accustomed to being selfless, at one point or another, they will come around. And communication is a huge part of that. So I'm actually going <laughs> to pause you on communication because I want to go back to what you just said. Um, so how can someone know if, if they have the right partner? Well, that's a tough question to answer, and um, I can't even answer that question right now, but I, I know I asked that question to a lot of my married friends before and before said, I met you. Yeah, and they said, when you know, you just know. Yeah, yeah. that is very true. It's such a cliche statement, but it Well, actually... let me clarify what that means by when you know, you just know. When you're in other relationships, you're willing to go to a certain point Mm -hmm. And then you stop Mm -hmm. and then your ego gets involved, your your um, your stories get involved, get in the way, everything gets in the way. But when you find the right person, it's like there is no wall, there is no obstacle, there is no challenge that you won't overcome for this person. True. That's I can totally relate to that because that's exactly what I came up across. There are certain things in this relationship that in order for it to be workable, I had to go back and amend some of my personality traits that I knew wouldn't work here. And in, I, had to have, I had to have that conversation with myself where I was like, is this me changing who I am? And it was a, in, a total act of selflessness, right? But it was necessary. And that's something I've never done for anyone before. Yeah, you just, when people say you just know, you really just know and it's like it becomes effortless for you to be able to go down that path of that person and give up whatever it is you need to give up because it's like you see what the ultimate goal could be totally okay now i'm going to segue into the second key which in my opinion is communication and not just communication because i know so many people say that that's like it's cliche. It is so overplayed, but I am going to make it a bit unique here and talk about exactly what type of communication um, you and I have found to be effective for us to have a strong foundation. So I think the communication starts with, you know, first the foundation of selflessness and uh, generosity, right? Like you're always communicating to your partner in effort of helping preserve, grow, and elevate the partnership and keeping that in mind as the basis of your communication. So um, something Alan and I actually did in the beginning of our relationship, like the first six months, is we'd have so many deep, meaningful conversations, but 
really tough and honest conversations as well. The types of conversations that weren't easy to have that perhaps some couples don't even take on because one would consider them inappropriate or just too much honesty or too much communication. But we both valued speaking to one another and and making sure that, you know, we are being good listeners for one another. So there came a point in time um, in our relationship where, you know, we really felt like we needed to be that for each other again. So we created a weekly um, communication effort and scheduled it in our calendar. I forget what it was called. What was it called? Was there safe safe room? It was a safe room for communication, but it was like a like a brain oh, dump or like it a was, uh, something um, open heart. Open Heart Tuesdays. Open Heart Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah, where we would sit across of each other and have the opportunity to kind of vent and explain what's been going on. Not vent, but to to be able to speak about what has been affecting you that week that you decided to shelf temporarily to speak about it in a safe environment where where you know that that's the time where you can talk about it without criticism, without you know judgment. Totally. And, you know, it helped when we did do it. Obviously, it requires um, discipline and maintenance. But, you know, we reach out to um, ourselves for that strategy. Anytime we do feel our communication is a bit muffled or gray and things don't seem as black as black and white as they normally do. Um, yeah, we, we used to have a dedicated Tuesday that we would say, OK, every Tuesday, whatever was affecting you we'll talk about it then but now we've become so it's become such a part of our routine now where we can just say hey Sal, you know what can we have a safe room conversation right now and then we'll step aside out of whatever's going on in our day and you know we'll put on whatever armor we need to put on Mm -hmm. and then we'll have a conversation even if it's about something difficult or sometimes when i have something difficult to share or tough to share to alan i'll say put your armor on Um, To prepare him that, you know, this is something that you need to maybe reduce sensitivity on and increase detachment for what I'm about to say. Um, And you know what? It's it's really helpful because Alan comes to me sometimes and he says, you know, Celine, I do you have do you have five to ten minutes? I really need to create a safe room for us to speak because I have some stuff to get off my chest. And, you know, it, it reminds me to to get present with the fact that I need to be a good listener right now and not just because if he didn't do that, I might have just rebuttaled or defended myself. But him inviting me into the conversation and me accepting his invitation to that conversation really makes a difference for how I listen. And then he's able to feel like he's complete with whatever he's going through because I'm actually listening. It's actually respecting your partner. It's giving them the ability to prepare themselves and not blindside them Mm -hmm. with like an onslaught of information it's saying hey look get yourself ready prepare yourself we're gonna have a quick conversation about this thing that's bothering me and then we'll pack it up and put it away totally and i think something else that when i when i referred to communication and i said i don't want this to be cliche a second point to communication is acknowledgement i think this is something another super Uh, power that Alan has is acknowledgement and really making people feel heard and appreciated for their even the smallest effort. And um, this is something that, you know, because we often 
have gratitude and it's in our brain, but we forget to say thank you to the person. So like, you know, if he cooks dinner, but I know he had a long day, something as simple as that, I can, I, I acknowledge you and I say, thank you so much for cooking for us, even though you were so, you came home, you were so tired and you had a long day. And I can see that that communication impacts him. It makes him feel good and he feels rewarded in a sense for his effort and he feels seen for his efforts. And I think that um, acknowledgement is incredibly powerful and, and you do it a lot. Like this is something you do not just with me, but with everybody in your life. And to be honest, everyone who meets you is like, I love that guy. I love this guy. Like He's the best. And I think a huge part other than you being your awesome self is the fact that you're so good at acknowledging people. And it's such a huge branch to communication that a lot of us don't pay enough attention to. Well, I think where it comes from for me is I was taking a course and I read it in a book as well. And it really just clicked for me and it made me understand something. Even right now, as as anybody who's listening to this podcast right now is hearing the words that we're saying, but inside their mind, they're creating um, a vision of what we're talking about in your own perspective. And that's called being in a marsh. You're in your own marsh right now, interpreting what I'm saying right now, but not being with my communication in the way I'm intending it for it to be. So I learned that in communication, if you can actually put your yourself in that person's shoes while they're talking, as if I am Celine when Celine's telling me something and, and I'm experiencing the world around me as if I'm Celine, I get an insight into what she's going through. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it. It doesn't mean it has to coincide with my belief. But I get to understand exactly what she's going through. And that's a superpower. Because then I can talk to her from being inside her head with her. Instead of from being in my marsh, looking from the outside in. And once you acknowledge somebody, once they feel truly, truly heard, all the walls come down. All of the defenses come down. And then you can create new possibilities. That's true. So that... That effectively helps people gain access to how to acknowledge people. But it is something that isn't easy because we often have our own considerations and we need training to get good at putting ourselves in other people's shoes. And some of us think we're great at it, but we don't really truly get the impact or the experience others are having. And as you pointed to, acknowledging their experience, their feelings, their what they might be going through is a very powerful communication tool. And I think that um, it's super important. So I know communication is traditionally like, make sure you communicate and, and, you know, discuss your feelings and establish, you know, boundaries and all that stuff. That's all very important. But we really want to drill down here and give you like really some golden nuggets to to latch on to because I have to say that in creating a foundational relationship and you know strategies that will really help you out in the long term this is a, a really big one this is a huge fundamental in relationships a huge key a huge key to creating strong foundation in partnerships because this gives you this gives you access to the your partner this gives you access to the world and how it's occurring for them mm -hmm. And a cool exercise I like to use, and I've always been like this since I was a kid, but 
take a look at anybody you see around you. Next time you see a homeless guy on the street, take a look at, at what he's doing, what he's wearing, the socks that he put on, the scarf that he's wearing, the hat that he put on, why he put it on, you know, and try to put yourself in his shoes the day, like from the moment he woke up to the, the moment he's standing on the side of the street asking for change and try to really put yourself in his world as if you are him. And that, and if you keep practicing that, that muscle will get, will get stronger and stronger and you'll be able to speak to your partner, whomever it is, even your business partner, and you'll be able to talk to them in a way that you really get inside their head. And the way to do it, the key is to not let your beliefs affect what you're doing because you don't have to change what your belief is about any scenario. But you have to put it aside in order to get into the other person's head and the other person's I, world. I would always tell people, like, put what you're feeling on a shelf. They're not going anywhere. But you need to put it aside for a second in order to effectively see what someone else is experiencing. You can always go back and pick up those items. How many times have I said that? Totally. You know, so that's that's just the the huge element to communication that we wanted to branch out and not just keep things generic. Um, okay, what's the next and last fundamental key? Well, in communication, there's it, it stems from selflessness. Mm -hmm. And selflessness gets, you know, uh, communication gets born from selflessness. But communication is also a big form of respect. And in communication, there has to be a mutual respect that exists there. And if there's no respect in a relationship, you have nothing. That is one of the huge pillars in a relationship that I think are absolutely necessary because anytime respect is missing, everything else goes out the window. There's no more motivation to, be, to communicate and there's no motivation to be selfless because ego gets involved and once ego gets involved, forget about it. That's a really good point. So how do you define respect? Well, I, I've asked every, every older generation that's been married for a long time, and I asked them what the fundamentals are of marriage. And almost every single one of them told me respect. So I asked myself that question, what is respect? What, what is respect in a relationship? Respect is is the way you speak and the energy that you portray to your partner. Sometimes it's not just the little things that you do. It's it's the way that you talk and the way that you make the person feel. And it's sometimes conveyed through words and sometimes conveyed through energy. And facial expressions or Yes, you know, for actions. sure. It's sometimes even respect could be facial expressions and you're not even aware of them sometimes. And you'll be looking at your partner in a certain way because you're tired or whatnot. But they might take it as, as you're being disrespectful and you're not smiling and you're not happy. And you're not bringing good energy to the table. Absolutely. Respect is a, is a big one. I think that respect is very important. And to be honest, when... I'd ask older people as well, like, what is the number one success to marriage? I was like waiting and hanging on for something cool. And they were like, respect. Yeah. I was like, what? It's like, really? That? Okay, yeah, we'll do that next. Yeah. You know, but the interesting thing is it's not as easy as you might think entering a relationship when you get that advice to preserve and maintain respect for one another. Because I respect you with all my heart, top to bottom. 
But are there days where, you know, I'm just like, no, I am not gonna say this a sweet and sugary way and possibly there's undertones of disrespect. Um, it's normal. We are humans. We're going to experience adverse feelings, adverse experiences, and it's just the way that it is. Now, one thing that really completes the conversation on respect is what you do when you are disrespectful. So how you clean that up. There are times where I haven't necessarily, like remember that time um, where I was like really excited to work all day and you know, you were really tired so you slept in the den and you were snoring and then I couldn't focus on writing because of the snoring so I left and I went into the bedroom and I started recording a voice note to help one of my clients and then you know, you took a phone call from the other room and you were so loud that it interfered with my voice note and I came out like barging out so irritated and yeah. I raised my voice and I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even know what was going on. He was, was like, so yeah. clueless. He was like, why are you so upset? He didn't understand my experience of how passionate I was to work that day, how motivated I was and how I felt blocked because of his simply because of his presence. So that's like a classic example how sometimes you're it just comes out it's like autopilot but what you do with it afterwards with your reaction of disrespect how you can turn that around so i came up to you and i acknowledged what i did i told you that's not what you deserve i apologized for what i did while i kept my body language warm and like i hugged you i kissed your face um you know so you have to clean up your actions of disrespect. So I'm personally not saying be a robot, always be respectful. Like, you know, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying do your best. And if you slip up, clean it up. Go and pick up the mess and acknowledge what you've done. Reiterate what they deserve. You know, um, reiterate your intentions and that, you you know, you never intended to obviously disrespect them and acknowledge the impact on them and apologize. It's kind of like whenever you mess up one of these keys, just go back to the other two keys that, that you that you know about. So like if you mess up with respect, go back to communication and acknowledgement and selflessness. You know what? I That's so cool. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So <laughs> we didn't intend for this, but yeah. all three of the strong foundational keys tie in together. Yeah, they of course they do because it it all creates the foundation that we stand on in a relationship. And whenever a foundation gets shaky, you go back to like the base of it. Um, I I think that when you when you look at the eyes of an older couple that's been married for twenty years or been in a relationship for thirty years, and when they talk about respect. They don't talk about it in the traditional sense that we're like, yeah, 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 I know about respect. I, I won't swear at you. Yeah, I won't swear. No, it's the respect. It becomes like a love. Like it strengthens the love in a way that like it's it's stronger even than the the physical attraction in the beginning mm -hmm. that people feel so crazy about. Mm -hmm, it's true. Respect strengthens love in, in a completely different way that you end up loving your partner even more than you ever have because you respect them mm -hmm. and because they respect you. And that's what makes it worth fighting for. Okay, great point. So let's do like a quick turbocharge of 
four more keys. I know I'm throwing in a wild card here, mm -hmm. but four more really valuable foundational keys and we'll take turns. So you say two, I say two. No, okay. I'll go first, or unless you have it. Mm, you go first. Okay, self-development. I think that it's such an important, crucial piece in any relationship because the moment that you both are invested in self-development, that means that whatever issues or problems in your relationship you come across become temporary because you both have the will and the intention to develop yourselves and evolve and grow as a unit. So I think that it's such a huge asset in any relationship. It's one of the things I'm most grateful. Um, I mean, I'm grateful for many things with you, but like it's something I'm so grateful for because I never thought I could even find another human, let alone man, be as invested as I am in this stuff. So that's my turbo share. Your turn. Mine would be um, gratitude and positivity. I think that in any relationship, any strong foundation of a relationship, you, you can't welcome in the negativity into into the mix. You can't focus on the negativity. You can't focus on no matter how bad things are going, you can't put your mind there. You got to focus on the positivity and the great the gratitude for what you actually have and you got to really believe it. Mm -hmm. You got to see how grateful you are to have what you have. And you have to remind yourself of when you didn't have it. And remind yourself of of how it felt when you didn't have it. Because a lot of people have that grass is greener, you know, syndrome. And, you know, when they're on the other side of the fence and they have everything they've always wanted, they're like, oh, I wish I was on the other side. No, be grateful for what you have and be positive about it. It's a great point. All right. My turbo share is honesty. I think honesty is a branch of communication, but I'm going to split it up into a separate entity because I think that it's such a big component um, you know, they say trust takes years to build and only one second to destroy it. And it's so true. And I think that one of my biggest priorities in a relationship was to be able to um, really make it so that there's nothing you can't say to one another. So there's no communication that is undeliverable because it's too much or too weird or too intense for the other person. I think you know more about me than my, well, than anyone like than my family than anyone you know everything every embarrassing thing every um vulnerability i i feel so safe to share with you now that said there are times that don't feel safe because i know it's something that you are going to not like to hear or it's going to get me in quote-unquote trouble or we're gonna i'm gonna ruin the rest of the day or week because of sharing what i have to share but i am so committed wholeheartedly to creating purity in our relationship by injecting it with tons of honesty in my communication with you. And, you know, I personally believe that there's nothing you can say, nothing honest you can tell me that would make me lose respect for you. I only lose respect for liars. And that might sound tough, but that's just that's just how I've always been. And I know in the beginning that's a concept you were like, whoa, she's extreme with this honesty stuff. But, um, you know, hopefully you see like the benefits of being able to feel safe to share things that you can't share with anyone else. Because that's, I mean, that's what partnership's all about. Thoughts? Yeah. No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I guess just to build on that point, um, 
I, I completely agree with trust being a fundamental in our relationship, in any relationship. And I also believe that because we trusted each other to talk about really deep and big topics where there's nothing that, that Celine doesn't know about me either. Nobody knows as much as she does. But we broke through the boundaries and the barriers of like the extremity of what you can talk about. And we did that so early in our relationship mm -hmm. that now like almost any topic you can present it and it's like, okay, so what? We've talked about 10 times worse. Mm -hmm. So once you create that threshold of, of conversation about any topic because you trust each other, then any topic that comes up from now on in our lives, we're like, that's okay, that's fine. We've talked about worse than that. Yeah, so do it early on, yeah. do it from the beginning, train the relationship muscles from the beginning to make communication, selflessness, and you know respect and honesty a huge priority of your relationship i have one more turbo share and then you know i think i'll end it there but um i think a really really big one also is giving your partner the ability to make mistakes and and be okay with it mm -hmm. because we're we're not all cut from the same cloth as much as you know i like to think selena and i are but we all come from a completely different upbringing with a completely different experience of life and a completely different childhood. And then we come together as two individuals and we feel like we're the same and we're going to think the same, we're going to be the same, but we're not. We're, we're, we're on completely different trajectories. And you have to, you have, to be, have the humility to give your partner the ability to make mistakes and and be okay with it and and don't kick them when they're down mm -hmm. pick them up pick them up and dust them off even if they've done something completely retarded and stupid pick them up dust them off and tell them it's okay mm -hmm. and give them the ability to make mistakes and also i guess what you're trying to say then is accepting uh being patient and accepting and also making space for people's humanity right humanity absolutely yeah like that's something that i had to improve on for sure in the beginning of our relationship and have i gotten better you're amazing you're, you're so you're the best partner any guy could ever ask for um i think together our ability to work off each other's energy and to instill these these values and these keys into our foundation is going to set us up for a very long life of like open communication and honesty and trustworthiness mm -hmm. selflessness and respect so uh it's a working process like i mentioned it's it's something that you have to chase after and you'll never get there 100 percent. but it's the chase that you have to continue doing we're always going to grow we're always going to evolve we're always going to make mistakes and learn from them and we're always going to do it together so I just wanted to end off this podcast because I forgot to preface it in the beginning, but we do not think we are the perfect couple. Um, we really feel like we have, you know, practiced certain strategies that we've shared with you today that have made a profound difference in our relationship. And we can see the impact of when we do them versus when we don't do them. So, um, you know, like we're we're going to be back here. We're going to share more. But for now, we just wanted to um, essentially give a give some suggestions for how to build and create a long-lasting foundation with someone that you want to build a relationship with and hopefully a life-lasting one. 
Sometimes they'll work and sometimes they won't. Some of these things will work for some people, some they won't. But we've shared them with other people and they've incorporated into their lives and they've had success with them. So totally. It's oh, like one thing um, I want to say, if you're currently single and just dating a bunch of people or just casually dating one person, practice this from now. Use them as your sandbox to play and really try on these tools. If you're in a relationship that isn't really going so well, try on these um, approaches and see what impact it makes for your relationship. Because whether or not you stay with this person, get your practice in today, no matter who you're with, no matter what the status of the relationship looks like. Just try and uh, build the muscles for your future relationship. And have faith in humanity. Because you might be surprised with what you see once you start acting selfless. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And thank you, Alan, for joining my podcast. Happy to be here. Okay. We'll talk to you guys soon.